This is Stereoactive Presents. I'm your host, Jeremiah McVeigh, and in this episode, I'm joined by Jacqueline Soler to discuss On the Rocks, a film written and directed by Sofia Coppola and distributed by A24 and Apple TV+. On the Rocks stars Bill Murray, Rashida Jones, and Marlon Wayans. In just a moment, you'll hear Jacqueline's review, followed by my discussion with her about the film. and her husband, Dean, have hit a rough patch in their marriage. Dean is spending too much time away on work trips and leaving Laura to take care of their two young daughters alone. When Laura finds a woman's toiletry bag in Dean's luggage, suspicions arise. Laura's father, Felix, drawing from his own experience as an adulterer, is quick to assume that her husband is having an affair. The pair of fun playing private investigators following Dean around to try to catch him in the act. At its heart, On the Rocks is a story about a father and daughter spending quality time together after a difficult past, which leads to perhaps a new understanding between the two about why her father did what he did and ultimately broke their family apart. It is a relationship that is rarely seen on screen, and despite the film being centered on an upper-class family with access to enough wealth to use on frivolous things, like a vintage convertible for a late-night car chase through the streets of New York City and a last-minute trip to a tropical resort, there's still the universal experience of a child wanting to turn to her parent for help and see him as a good person whom she can trust despite childhood scars. From this point on, we may discuss elements of the plot for On the Rocks that some might consider spoilers. So if you don't want to hear anything about the movie at this time, please do skip ahead to the next part of the podcast. But we hope you'll come back and listen to this at some point. So Jackie, I think you summed up the movie pretty well. It's it's uh, an enjoyable one. It's it's like not the deepest movie ever. It's it's and it's pretty breezy. I think it's fair to say, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's just like a lighthearted New York comedy caper movie. Right. It it almost felt like if you told me the synopsis for this movie and then said it was directed by Sofia Coppola. I'd be pretty surprised, but having watched it, the execution definitely has her fingerprints on it, you know? Yeah, I agree. I feel like most of her films are very dreamlike mm-hmm. and have like this quality to them that doesn't scream like old-fashioned comedy. Right. You know, like she I don't think she's done much in that genre before. Um, but well, yes, and I no. know that she's yeah. yeah. I know she's done like father daughter relationship stories before, like with uh, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could but, even make a case for Lost in Translation, which of course was sort of like her, I don't know, breakout movie, but second breakout if she needed a second breakout after Virgin Suicides. But yeah, right, like uh, an older father figure to this young woman, even though there was also kind of a romantic element to it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's interesting that you said dreamlike. You described her style and what she does is having a dreamlike quality because there were moments during this movie where I thought it could make an interesting double feature with Eyes Wide Shut because it's one spouse starting to be suspicious of another spouse and sort of going out on this sort of unexpected adventure 
because of their suspicions and in sort of finding themselves wrapped up in all these weird things that they weren't expecting to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I but, could do that. Yeah, but of course, one is a comedy, and one, while it has maybe some funny moments, is very much more of a thriller. Um, right. But I, I, I think that there's a connection between them, and I think you could even extend that connection to cover like the upper class element that that you also described in your review, which actually had me thinking more of like Woody Allen or something. And I feel like I've been on this hobby horse in a few of our movie chats over the last year or two of we, it's, I know like Woody Allen had become a very controversial figure. um, But to me, it's nice that there are still filmmakers out there making those sorts of movies that you can kind of watch unencumbered by the baggage <laughs> that comes with Woody Allen. Because this is like very close in some ways to the type of story Woody Allen would tell, you know, like a story agree, about yeah. like upper class people sort of like getting into a farce. So Yeah, definitely. I've, I did feel like this movie had some inspiration from Woody Allen's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I And I do realize that you know like you should write what you know and and Sofia Coppola comes off from a well-off family so I un- yeah. I understand why she wrote it about this type of um family with this type of uh, financial situation right let's talk a little more specifically though about Rashida Jones because I can't remember ever seeing her kind of lead a movie like this and I thought she was she was pretty solid so I, I I'm used to her being one of many characters when she is in a movie, you know, or even in TV shows. She was like, she's she's always a good part of an ensemble, but this right. is more of a two-hander with her and Bill Murray. And, you know, that's got to be a tough one to to uh, to be a two-hander in because Bill Murray is so good at sort of like taking up all the oxygen. I feel like this movie, a lot of the entertainment does come from Bill Murray and how charming he is and how charming mm-hmm. he plays the character. Um, but in terms of like Rashida Jones's performance as a dramatic actress, I mean, like she she was in that movie Celeste and Jesse Forever. I didn't see that, and I I would recommend that as well. I think, well, that one is like about a a relationship where these two have broken up, and they were in like a very serious relationship, but they ma- maintained friendship, mm-hmm. and them you know trying to you know like continue on that friendship while maybe still having old feelings for each other. And it's a very angsty movie, (laughs) Uh, but also has comedic elements, kind of like this movie, except I would say this movie is much lighter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and speaking of Bill Murray, and again, I think Rashida Jones is pretty good in that. Like, not pretty good. I thought she was really good. I thought that the acting was all pretty solid in this movie. It's kind of what kept me going on because the plot is pretty bare bones when you get down yeah. to it like there's the premise and not a lot more it's really about the character interactions i think between J- jones and murray and i thought that she uh did really well in this and bill murray was just sort of like a version of bill murray that we've seen but like <laughs> there there's there was something about it that was like maybe a little more mature but he was still kind of doing what i consider his bugs bunny thing of being this sort of like uh, instigator of slight chaos. You know, he's like someone <laughs> yeah. who can enter a scene and just like blow it up. Um, yeah, he he's always got a, or very often has a Bugs Bunny quality to him. But like, yeah. I do, I did appreciate that he allowed that to sort of 
maybe fade or fall to the wayside in certain scenes of this movie, especially towards the end, as they're having more like um, more more intimate character moments between him and Rashida Jones as his daughter. Um, so I, I did think it had a new layer to it that I'm not sure we'd seen like that before. And and maybe we have seen versions of it, but I think there was like the aged quality here because that was honestly my first reaction when I saw Bill Murray on screen. I literally said out loud, like, oh, wow, he's looking kind of old these days. <laughs> <laughs> With but his he looked, uh, Yeah, yeah. He just, but not in a bad way or anything. It's just like he's an older man. And I thought he did good at portraying an older man. It's nice sometimes to see in Hollywood old men portray old men and not pretend to be like younger dudes, you know? Yeah, and I agree that this relationship conveyed in this movie is very interesting. I feel like it's not one that's explored a lot, you know, like a relationship between a father and a daughter, especially at this age. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of father-daughter movies are, you know, where, where the daughter's still like a teenager or, you know, going through those formative years. Um, whereas like this movie is like she's very much her own person now. She's an adult. She has her own family and she's dealing with her own issues. And she has this new perspective now of what it's like to be a parent and what it's like to be a spouse and see what he did from this news perspective, which I thought was interesting. I feel like that isn't something that is explored a lot. Right. See like why he uh, committed adultery way back when, even though he like he very much loves her mother, like he talks about her all the time in in a loving way, but there was something that was missing once she she became a mother, and that like that he felt pushed him away, and and she and he lost something that he believes that he lost something that she was before having children. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, he's a selfish person. Yeah, <laughs> you know, even even in the ways that he shows how he cares, uh, seemingly very much for his daughter, he's still selfish in the way he does it. You know, he makes it about him, as she points out. You yeah. know, it's almost as if he doesn't trust that he could have a normal relationship with his daughter, so he has to make it into this like high concept thing that they have to embark on. Yeah. Um, otherwise, she'll just like write him off. You know, which. Honestly, like the scenes near the start of the movie makes it seem like that might be the case. Like she might just be like, dude, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. Unless right. he like ratchets up her paranoia about what's going on in her life and sort of like, and that's where the Bugs Bunny part comes in where he's just sort of right. like blowing up her life for his own purpose in a way. Right. And I think that's what makes the film interesting. Just like all the zany antics that they go into, which then like, leads to conversations, deeper conversations about themselves and, and the past. Right. Um, so I'm going to just sort of like sum my feelings up about this movie by saying that, like, I think it's a solid movie. I think the reasons to watch it are for the performances as much as, if not more than anything. Like, it's a pretty light um, story, you know? And it's, and it's not very long either. So it's not like you have to, like, commit yourself to like a, a big thing. It's, it's it's a pretty easy watch. But I do think it's worth discussing, maybe if you want to get into this, the fact that this uh, was primarily available on Apple TV Plus, which I don't have a subscription to, so I had to like do some work to, to, to see it. Mm -hmm. um, and I 
kind of wonder how that affects the impact of this movie and any other movie that comes out this way. Because like, I don't consider personally Apple TV Plus to be one of the major streamers that I have to subscribe to yet. And I have subscribed to plenty of streaming platforms. I have not felt any need to subscribe to this one yet, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. There's not many choices on there yet. I know that they have just a couple original series and then even less uh, original movies. So I feel like Apple TV is like working on building up a catalog that will draw subscribers, but it's it's still pretty early. I feel like they only opened like a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. So if like, that, I'm not even sure, honestly. Yeah. So I like, so like, I think that they're just, you know, working on it and this movie just happened, like they just happened to bid the most money for streaming rights. So, right, right. Uh, yeah, I feel like if if people want to watch the movie, they'll find it. But I agree that it's not as accessible as other platforms. And so it might not be viewed as much as uh, like Netflix, Netflix original films or Hulu original films. Right. Okay. Well, any quick final thoughts about the movie itself? I agree with you. I thought it was like a movie that, that you should watch for the performances and it's not like one of her best films like she is a a really solid catalog with films that are much more engaging and like definitely deals with things like loneliness or feeling like you are getting too old or uh you're you're reaching this point in the relationship where you don't feel like your partner finds you appealing like that she's she's done that before and with like much more interesting executions, you know, like mm-hmm. with Lost in Translation and uh, Virgin Suicides is like my favorite. So I, right. I would recommend those. Yeah. Well, I, I know you weren't talking about a Coppola movie when you were talking about um, the other Rashida Jones movie. I'm, for, I'm blanking on the name now. Oh, but, Celeste and Jesse yes, forever. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 But you, you use the term angsty. I feel like that's usually the thing that makes her her, oh, her films kind of hang together. Like there definitely. is an angst to her movies. Um, that th- there's certainly some of that here, but it's a different kind because it's right. filtered through the lens of like a light comedy. So it's interesting to watch Sofia Coppola's version of a light comedy, which is definitely angstier than what other people's would be. But it's it's it doesn't reach the level of angst and. Um, that that her other movies have, I think, right. because yeah, it is that has that light side to it. Um, so if you like her for her angst, this might not be your thing. Although I think <laughs> it is angstier than other people would have made this movie. <laughs> but if you but if you're interested in this movie that feels kind of like an old school New York comedy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in the vein of, of Woody Allen, but directed by Sofia Coppola, if that sounds intriguing to you, I would say check it out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think it's totally worth a watch, especially if you've liked any of her movies and if you like Bill Murray or Rashida Jones, definitely. So Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Stereoactive Presents, and thank you to our guest, Jacqueline Solar. The music in this podcast is composed by Hansdale Sue. My name is Jeremiah Lee McVeigh. If you like what you hear in this show, please rate and review it in Good Pods, 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that allows that. Doing so helps us to expand our audience, and it is much appreciated. And please follow us wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Every little bit helps, and again, it is truly appreciated. You can also get in touch with us at StereoactiveMedia at gmail.com. And you can find more information about this show and everything else the Stereoactive Media is involved with at StereoactiveMedia.com. This podcast is produced by Stereoactive Media. Stereoactive Media.